Welcome to the Females on Fire podcast, where I hope that you'll gain both the tools you need to grow your business and the motivation you need to create your dream life. I'm Haley Luckadoo, motivational speaker, serial entrepreneur, huge lover of Dr. Pepper, and of course, the host who will be introducing you to the phenomenal women sharing their stories and expertise to inspire you, help you succeed, and set your soul on fire. Hi, ladies, and welcome back. Before we dive into a new episode, I want to quickly tell you about my partnership with HoneyBook. HoneyBook is an easy-to-use client management platform where you can manage contracts, invoices, and workflows, track your time, create automated processes, and even create a customized portal for your clients to access. It's got everything, and I've partnered up with them to bring you an incredible offer. Just use the code HaleyLuckadoo or click the link in the description to get 50% off your first year subscription. I love using HoneyBook for my business, but I love to save money even more. So if you need a client management software or have considered making the switch to HoneyBook, now is the time. Again, just use the code HaleyLuckadoo or click the link and save yourself $200 while simplifying your life. I promise you will not regret it. Today is going to be a good one. Today I am talking with Allie Elmunzer, and after being both an attorney and an entrepreneur, she's now an attorney for entrepreneurs. And she helps influencers, content creators, bloggers, and small business owners navigate the legal side of their online business at her virtual law firm, Influencer Legal. She's also a speaker and the host of the Inspired Entrepreneur podcast, which I've been a guest on as well. She's on a mission to empower women to create a business and a life that they love. And today we are talking all about contracts for influencers. So if you're an influencer hoping to partner with brands or you're a brand hoping to partner with an influencer to get them to promote your products, then you are going to love this episode because we are talking all about what needs to go into that contract and what to expect when partnering up. Hi, Allie. Welcome to Females on Fire. Hey, Haley. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. I know you were on my podcast, so it's fun to now be on the other side with you on yours. Yeah, and it was so much fun being on your show, so I'm definitely excited to have you today. So before we get started, why don't you tell everybody a little bit about you and your journey to get here, because I know you've recently done a really fun transition, and I'm sure everybody would love to hear all about that. Yeah. So my name is Allie L. Munzer, and I am an attorney at my virtual law firm called Influencer Legal. And it's been a very windy and pivoty, which I don't think is a word, but um, way of getting to where I am now. So basically, I went to college at the University of Miami, and I majored in business administration with a specialization in marketing. And At the time, you know, my junior year, I kind of thought, hmm, am I just going to leave college and get a job in marketing? It sounds fun, but always wanted to be an attorney. So I thought, you know what, I'm just going to 
you know, take the LSAT and apply to law school and see what happens. So I ended up getting into law school. So after I graduated, I went to law school in Boston at Suffolk University and I studied for three years there. And then I took and passed the Massachusetts bar, but my boyfriend, now husband, but boyfriend at the time lived in Michigan. So I was moving out to Michigan to be with him. So I moved out there in 2006 and I was not licensed in Michigan. And the law makes it really hard. You can only practice in the state that you are licensed in, which means the state that you have taken the, and passed the bar exam in. And now this test is not a test that you can just like study for a week for and then go and pass you know, the bar exam. It's a really intense. It's like three months of studying, basically like 12 hour days of studying. And then it's an expensive test to take, you know, it's over a thousand dollars. So, you know, if you wanted to take it in each state and, oh, it's only offered twice a year. So they make it as difficult as possible. So I moved out to Michigan. I was not licensed in Michigan. So I was working as a paralegal while I studied and passed the bar in Michigan. And I got a job working in commercial real estate and I really enjoyed it. But I had this moment while I was there at the office and it was, I think it was a Monday morning and I was walking down the hallway smiling. And one of my colleagues looked at me and he was dead serious. And he goes, why are you smiling? And I was like, what do you mean? And he's like, we're at work. It's a Monday. Like, why are you smiling? And it was in that moment that I was like, I cannot do this for the rest of my life. Like I cannot be at a place where it's expected that you don't smile and you're miserable. Like that's just not who I am. So I was always on the side doing photography and from like pretty much my entire life, I didn't think that you could be a photographer as you know, your job. And when I kind of learned that you could and started networking with other photographers in my area, I was like, you know what? I don't want to be an attorney. I want to do photography. So I eventually left my job as an attorney and started doing photography, wedding photography and portrait photography full time. And I did that for over five years in Michigan until we moved down to where we are now, which is Charleston, South Carolina. And that's when I made the switch from being a wedding and portrait photographer to doing brand photography because we had our first son and I really didn't want to spend every weekend away from my family. So brand photography was a better fit. So I did that for a couple of years. And then what happened was people started coming to me, asking me business questions like, how did you grow a business? How did you start a business? You know, can you help me scale my business? So I really got into that business strategy side of things, coaching others, but the thing is, that's funny, is when people learn you're an attorney, they want to talk to you about legal stuff. And I loved it. I had no problem talking about legal stuff. But finally, I was like, you know what? I haven't been an attorney for like nine years now. I really have a newfound interest for it. I realized that I could be an attorney in the creative field that I loved and that I could help people that really needed it in the creative field. Like I didn't have to be in an office with a bunch of men that were angry about being there and be miserable. Like I could do it on my own terms and I could have fun doing it. So that's when I just recently launched my virtual law firm, Influencer Legal, where I help influencers, brands, bloggers, content creators, 
any small business basically navigate the legal side of online business and marketing. And so that's where I am today. So I specialize in intellectual property, doing trademarks and copyrights. And then the other side of it is contracts. So I help people with contracts and service agreements and licensing. And my passion really lies in helping influencers and brands draft, review, and negotiate those contracts so that they are fair and so that both sides are protected when engaging in influencer marketing. So that's kind of my windy story to where I am now. That's awesome. I love that you just kind of always had this one passion and that really followed you through all of those transitions, you know, because you really loved being an attorney, but you just didn't necessarily like that law firm setting that you were in. And so then you set out to be an entrepreneur and then you realized that, you know, Hey, I could be an attorney for entrepreneurs. That's a thing that I could do. And so I love that you just kind of followed your passion sort of wherever it took you and, you know, just sort of followed your heart on what was going to be right for you at the time. Yeah. And I always say, never say never. That's like my thing because when I left law initially, I was so burnt out on it and I so hated it. I was like, I will never be an attorney again. I will never go back to the legal field. Never, never, never. And then, you know, look where I am today. So never say never. You never know what's going to like come back around. And like you said, like a passion that just follows you through. Like if you have a passion and interest in something, it's probably there for a reason. And there is a way that you can do what you love while kind of doing that thing as well. I definitely agree with that. And I think too, you know, as entrepreneurs and especially as women, you know, women, we do a lot of different things. Like some of us are moms, some of us are wives or girlfriends, you know, we've all got friends that we love and care about. And, you know, we're trying to build a career and build a life for ourselves at the same time. And so, you know, especially as entrepreneurs, I feel like more often than not, we started being an entrepreneur because we had this passion to do something. But I feel like sometimes we do get really burnt out and we feel like it's because we're not supposed to be following that passion. And in reality, it may just be that you need a break. It may just be that that passion is going to sort of reinvent itself in your life in another way, the way it did for you. And so I think sometimes just sort of the way you did, just stepping away from that passion for a minute and trying something new and then just letting it come back into your life naturally the way it needs to sometimes can be the best thing for you. Yeah. And I think that a lot of people thought I was crazy, like making all these transitions, but ultimately, you know, it led me to where I am now, which I feel like is like the perfect place, like right where I'm supposed to be. And, you know, for your listeners, it took me like 13 years to get here. So I know we see a lot of what's considered overnight successes or people that are very young having major success. And I think that's rare. I think that it's more people that have to take the time to figure out, you know, exactly what they want to do and what their passion is. And that may involve doing a bunch of different things and that's okay. I totally agree. I mean, all of my mentors, you know, talk about how this was not an overnight success. This is something that took me 10 years, 15 years, 20 years, whatever. And so I think it's just a matter of, especially in the social media heavy world that we live in, I think it's a matter of, you don't really know somebody and know their story until all of a sudden they're, you know, famous or have massive success or whatever. And so to you, it feels like an overnight success. And to them, they've probably been working for years or even decades on it. Yeah. 
for sure. And have you ever had the experience where you see someone on Instagram and they're one way and then you meet them in person and they're like a total disappointment? Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. For sure. I feel like we need to keep that in mind because I think that happens a lot. Oh yeah, for sure. Absolutely. I feel like Instagram's become more people talking about authenticity, but I don't know that that's actually as real as it seems on Instagram, you know, like, yes. I feel like a lot of people are talking about <laughs> it and a few people are actually pulling it off. Totally. Yep. Agreed. <laughs> well, you gave us a great lead in talking about what you do now, because that's what we're going to talk about today is, you know, influencer contracts with brands and what you need to have and what that looks like. I know a lot of our listeners are influencers or they have products that they really want to promote for brands or they want brands to promote. And some of our listeners really want to get into that space. So I'm excited to chat with you about this today because I feel like it's something that our listeners are really going to want to hear. So can you just start off by kind of telling us, you know, if you're an influencer and you're going to partner with a brand in whatever capacity, why couldn't you just you know, agree with them on an Instagram DM to work with them and leave it at that? Why is that a bad idea? Why does there need to be a contract? Well, there are so many things wrong with just doing deals over Instagram DM. And I cannot tell you how many people come to me after saying like, you know, I have this whole conversation with this person on Instagram DM and, you know, now I never got paid. And I'm like, well, probably because you just had the conversation on Instagram DM. (laughs) So basically I know people are scared of the law and I know that it's confusing and I know that it seems overwhelming, but here's the thing, a contract or an agreement, those words are interchangeable. It's not scary. It's in place to protect both parties. I think what happens is that one party thinks that if a contract is coming from another party to them, that the intent of the other party is to kind of screw them over or that it's a one-sided agreement. And a proper contract is not drafted that way. A proper contract is drafted to basically a game plan to lay out what both parties agree upon. And so I think that one of the most important things with a contract is laying out what is expected from either party. So, you know, you will have, you know, this is just an example, but say, okay, you know, Haley, you're a brand and you're going to hire me to be an influencer. So I'm going to put in the contract, okay, I am going to write one 750 word blog post promoting your product. I am going to post one photo on my Instagram feed promoting your product. And I am going to do three Instagram, 15 second Instagram stories promoting your product. So right there, there's no confusion as to what is expected of me. I know what I'm supposed to be doing and you know what you're going to get once I do that. Now, those terms laid out, then we clearly lay out what the payment will be for doing those things. Because I think a lot of times what happens on Instagram DM is the brand will say, oh, I'll send you this lipstick and then I want you to, you promote it on Instagram. So, you know, someone gets the lipstick and they do a 15 second Instagram story. And then they say, I want to be paid for it. Right. So there's a discrepancy in what does promote on Instagram mean? Does that mean put it on your feed and leave it on your feed? Does that mean do an IGTV on it? Does that mean 
you know, do a 15 second Instagram story that's going to disappear after 24 hours. So I think that's kind of the basis of it is that we need to clearly lay out what is expected. And then of course, the payment terms for when those expectations are met. Gotcha. Yeah. And I seen that happen with so many people that I know where they thought they were going to get paid or they talked about getting paid or whatever the situation was. And it just did not work out that way because there was no contract. And so I do think that's really important because especially now, you know, we were just talking about it being a very social media heavy society, especially now so many brands are partnering with people on Instagram and influencers because that's a great way to sell your products now and who better to sell them than the people that really love using them. So I know it's happening more and more often and I feel like people aren't really sure what that relationship is supposed to look like. So I definitely think it's really important that people are listening to this and having this conversation because you should treat it like a business transaction and not just, oh, I'm an influencer and I'm going to promote this product. It should be a business transaction and you wouldn't go into, you know, if you're a photographer, you wouldn't take on a new client and not have them sign a contract. We've heard thousands of horror stories of that happening and how it doesn't work out. So I think you've got to really start looking at it as just another aspect of your business and treat it with that same respect. Yeah, a hundred percent. As you said, like to treat it as a business, you should be a business. If you are, you know, just a person and, you know, maybe you work a full-time job, but you have an Instagram following and you're working as an influencer on the side you as an influencer should be a business. Now, there are many reasons for that, but let's say that you are personally an influencer, you enter into a contract just as yourself, then you have no protection if that contract goes south for the other party coming after you personally. So they can get your assets, your house, your car, your bank accounts. If you are a business, which you should be, when I say that I mean an LLC or a corporation, you sign a contract as your business, not as yourself. And what that does is that protects your personal assets. And of course, this goes for anyone running any business. You want to be incorporated. You want to be an LLC so that you're protecting yourself. So if you are an influencer out there and you're just signing contracts, you know, as yourself, make sure that you go ahead and get an LLC. It's not hard or you incorporate so that you're protecting your personal assets. Definitely a good tip. Very, very smart. So for this contract, who draws it up? Is it the brand? Is it the influencer's responsibility? Is there a third party? You know, should they get an attorney to do it for them? How does that work? Because I know a lot of times brands will have their own contract that they want to use, but I know sometimes influencers aren't super comfortable using the brand's contract because it's not really protective of the influencer. Right. So this totally depends. I've seen, you know, things happen all different ways. But the one thing that happens a lot is that a brand will go to an influencer and they'll, you know, make a deal to do influencer marketing. And then a lot of times what they do is they say to the influencer, okay, send me your contract. And so the influencer most likely doesn't have a contract or they have something that's you know, not drafted by attorney, something that they went on the internet and they Googled it and then they pieced together 
different parts of different contracts and then they send that over to the brand and the brand signs it. That happens a lot more often if it's a smaller brand. The, like the mid-sized brands, they'll have their own contract that they will then send to the influencer. And then, you know, it's pretty much up to the influencer to decide if those terms are agreed upon and if they're going to sign it. Side note to that, I just want you guys all to know that contracts are meant to be negotiated. Do not feel bad going back to a brand or if you're a brand, do not feel bad going back to an influencer and redlining a contract and saying, hey, you know what? I don't like this term. Can we change it to something else? An example of that might be if it says, oh, you'll receive payment 30 days after you complete you know, the services. And you might say, uh, I'm not going to wait 30 days. So you might go back to them and say, listen, 30 days is too long. I don't accept terms longer than 14 days. Can we please change it to 14 days? So I just want you to know, a lot of people are scared to negotiate a contract because they're scared that they'll lose the job. Reputable brands and companies will not not work with you because you're giving them a little pushback or you want changes in the contract. Honestly, they expect that. Like people expect to have their contracts negotiated. It's like when you get hired for a job and they throw out like the first offer of, oh, we'll pay you 50,000 a year. They expect you to come back and be like, no way I want 70. You know, so a contract is the same way. They're meant to be negotiated. So don't have any fear around that. So a lot of times kind of a back and forth. If you want to hire an attorney, like someone like me to draft a contract for you, you can do that. If you want to get a contract from, you know, a brand, if you're an influencer, you get the contract from the brand and then you pass it off to an attorney to review and redline to make those changes for you. You can do that. And then, I mean, I don't even think I told you about this, Haley, but I have what I call the ultimate influencer marketing agreement. And basically what it is, is it's a five page contract template specifically for influencers and brands to use. You can customize it to the deal that you're working on. And basically it's like a fill in the blank, like a Mad Libs contract that you have that's been drafted by an attorney that you can use. So I know I hadn't even told you about that and that you weren't leading me into this. So I don't want, you know, your listeners to think that you were leading me into a promotion, but those are just, you know, some of the different ways that you can have a contract that's like rock solid. So you're protected. You can hire an attorney, you can draft one yourself, or you can use like a template, like something like I offer. I love that. I'm glad you mentioned it just because it's another way that our listeners, you know, can get a contract. I mean, I feel like a lot of people, like you said, just draft pieces off the internet or they're anticipating that the brand will have one, but then they're maybe not necessarily comfortable with, some of the language in the contract because it's more protective of the brand. And so I'm glad you mentioned it just because it's another avenue for them to get that protection that they need. And I'm also glad that you mentioned that contracts are, you know, for negotiation because I feel like that's a pain point for a lot of people. They feel like, Oh, well, I've already committed to being an influencer for this brand, or I've already committed to working with this influencer and this is their contract, they're not going to be willing to change it for me. So I'm really, really glad that you kind of touched on that point because I feel like it just, you know, pushes the fact that you've got to protect yourself and you've got to make sure that you're covered and what you're willing to do, what you're not willing to do, what you want to get paid, when you want to get paid, all of those things need to be crystal clear 
And if they're not, then you've got to be willing to walk away and go find something else because there's probably something else out there. And so I'm really glad that you touched on that point. Yeah, I think that it just is like, it's a very scary thing to be like, oh, I don't understand this contract. And, you know, how can I push back when this came from their legal department? But honestly, if it's a reputable brand, they want to do what's best for you as well, right? Like they, most brands now and most influencers want to create longer term relationships. So a lot of these are not one off business deals anymore, where it used to be a lot of times where it's like, okay, I'll send you my toothpaste, do an Instagram post. It's not like that anymore. The brands really are looking to partner with people that they can work with for three months, six months, even 12 months. You know, they really want to build solid partnerships with influencers that can help, you know, elevate their brand and build trust over a long period of time. So especially with those contracts that are for a longer period of time, you want to make sure that you're protected and that your needs and your wants are met as well. Definitely a hundred percent. So let's get into the legalities a little bit other than just, this is what I want to be paid and this is what you're going to get out of it. Is there anything else that should go into this contract? Because obviously it's not just going to be like, okay, this is an agreement where two Instagram stories will be done and, you know, XYZ person is getting paid this amount within 14 days. So what are those things that our listeners may not necessarily think about that need to be in the contract? Sure. And we can touch on a couple of what I think are the most important things. And the first one is definitely copyright. This is especially for content creators that are creating, you know, videos or photos that they are then delivering to the brand that the brand is going to use on their social channels as well. And, you know, the brand might use these in print ads, etc. So you need to have a copyright clause in place. And what I always recommend is I cannot think of any situation where a influencer that creates content for a brand should release their copyright. What should happen is the influencer retains the copyright and licenses the images or the videos or whatever content they've created to the brand. So basically the clause would say, you know, influencer gives brand a worldwide exclusive license to use, you know, these creations, this content in, you know, digital and in print. And then the level that you are going to license your content to them. So if you're going to give them worldwide use of these images and allow them to use them in print, then you want to make sure that you are compensated for that on the back end. Because I think the big mistake is that influencers agree to give these brands full use and full copyright of their images which basically means that these brands can do whatever the heck they want without compensating the influencer at all after the initial payment. So I think that retaining the copyright is important. And if you're a brand and you're listening, you don't need the copyright. Like you're not the creator. So you don't need the copyright. So that's not a turnoff. That's not anything that is strange or out of the ordinary. You want to make sure that your license covers exactly how you want to use the content. So I would definitely have a detailed copyright clause in your contract. I think that's one of the most important things, you know, even after services and payment, I think copyright is super important. 
Another clause that I think people need to look out for is an exclusivity clause. And what an exclusivity clause is, it basically says that if you are working with a brand, it usually will give a time frame that you cannot work with a competing brand or a competing product. So for example, if I am a beauty blogger and I am promoting a lipstick made by Urban Decay, if I was making this deal with Urban Decay, most likely there would be a clause in there, an exclusivity clause that says, you know, it might say for the next three months, you cannot promote a lipstick by a competing brand. So basically you need to decide as an influencer, if you are being compensated well enough to be exclusive with that brand for that period of time. And here's the biggest issue I see, Haley. I see influencers that don't read the contract or don't understand the contract. And what they do is they go ahead and sign it. And what they didn't realize is that there's an exclusivity clause in there that doesn't let them work with a competing brand for sometimes six months or a year. And now if you're a beauty blogger and you're not allowed to work with another beauty brand for a year, you're going to be out of business because otherwise you're just going to be a commercial for one brand. So that is a super, a super important clause that it's not unreasonable for that clause to be in there. It's just that for the length of time, you want to know the length of time. You want to define exactly what a competing product is and then if you are going to agree to an exclusivity, that usually increases the price. So if you're a brand and you're going to hire an influencer and you want exclusivity, you can expect to pay more. So that's another clause that is very important. And then I've been rambling on here. So let me give you one more. The big one, another big one that I see is a confidentiality clause. And what happens is a confidentiality clause most times says that between a brand and an influencer, whatever is written in that contract cannot be shared outside of that contract or outside of two companies, or it's considered breach of contract. Now, what I see all the time, Haley, and you've probably seen this too, is you see someone in a Facebook group saying, oh, hey, I'm going to work with brand X and they offered to pay me $500 for this post and I have to create these three photos. Has anyone else worked with this? Is this reasonable? Blah, blah, blah. Saying the terms of their contract publicly. Now that is going to be a violation of a confidentiality clause. So that's just something that is usually in a contract, but that people don't realize is there that you want to look out for. And it's just to protect both sides, especially the brands don't want you talking about the deals, you know, outside of you know, your company, which I think is totally reasonable. Yeah, it definitely is. And these are all great points. I'm glad you touched on all of this because I feel like, especially people who are just starting out with working with brands or brands who are just starting out working with influencers, I feel like sometimes it's really hard to navigate what this is supposed to look like, how that relationship is supposed to work. And, you know, you can do your research, but there's not really necessarily a lot of people talking about those like nitty gritty details of what should go into this contract. So I'm glad that you brought up all those points. I know like the exclusivity thing is something that I know a lot of people don't think of because like you said, it it happens all the time where people just didn't realize it was in the contract. I know most people don't read the fine print on anything. 
So, you know, this is just a nice reminder that you really need to be reading anything that you're signing and making sure that it's protective of you and your brand and your company and that you're getting compensated in the way you feel like you should be getting compensated or you're trying to negotiate that or walk away. So I'm glad that you brought up each of these points because I think that was really super helpful. Yeah. And I think there are ways like if you don't understand, you know, a specific clause, there's no shame in going back to the brand or, you know, going back to whoever provided you the contract and saying, you know what, like, I don't understand what is this saying? Can you clarify for me? And if the contract wasn't copy and pasted, you know, from a million different places on the internet, then whoever provided you with the contract should know what the clause means. And that's why like with my ultimate influencer marketing agreement, I have like a video that goes along with it that explains each clause and same with like a resource guide. Because I think that if you're providing someone with a contract and they come back to you and say, well, I don't understand this. You should be knowledgeable enough on the terms and on the clause to know what it is. Like, you know, just giving someone a contract and hoping they don't push back, you know, that's not enough anymore. That's not the world we live in. We want to be informed. We want to know what we're signing. So I think that if you don't understand something, definitely ask whoever provided the contract for you. And if you feel like they're not being honest with you or that, you know, the contract's not fair, then there are attorneys out there, you know, in the creative field that you can just hire and have like them either review your, your contract, or you can schedule like a 30 minute call with them and just, you know, kind of ask them a couple questions. So just so you have a full understanding, because the more you understand initially, this legal stuff doesn't change. Like that's the thing with the law. The law is very slow moving. So once you gain a complete understanding, it's not like a ton of this stuff is going to change. It's like moving forward. You're going to be smooth sailing because you're going to know what's going on. Yeah. And that's a great point too. Like you said, it is just, it's kind of this big, scary thing for everybody and it doesn't necessarily have to be. So that's why I'm really glad that we're having this conversation and that you're sharing all of your insight because I feel like this is going to be really helpful to those people who want to work with brands or want to work with influencers and they just don't know where to start. And they're so afraid of having to draft up a contract and not really knowing what's supposed to go in it. And so, you know, when people are scared of something, they usually just avoid it. So it ends up being where you don't have a contract and then somebody ends up getting screwed over. So I think it's so great that you've pointed all this out. I think that's a great stopping place because we definitely covered the basics of how that relationship should work and what should go into that contract. And I just want to say that I really appreciate all of your insight because I definitely learned something. So I hope that our listeners did too. Good, good. Yeah, of course. I'm happy to share. I enjoy it. Good. Well, since it's the end of the episode, I do want to do our lightning round with you. It's just some fun little questions that I'm genuinely curious about. Awesome. Let's do it. I'm ready. All right. What is the first thing that you do when you wake up in the morning? I drink probably 12 ounces of water. There you <laughs> go. That's a good one. one. That's a good one. We get some of the funniest things on here and some of them are just really good. And I'm like, wow, I should be doing that. <laughs> water is a good one. True. Everybody needs more water. What is the last book that you read? The last book I read, I just finished The Silent Patient. It's a fiction book. It was really good. 
Ooh, sounds fun. Yeah, it was really good. What is one item that you recommend to everybody? So this can be an item, a product, a service. It can be for business or not, whatever you want, but something that you recommend everyone has. Hmm. Let's see. Something I recommend everyone has. Well, I live in Charleston, South Carolina, and it's like a million degrees down here. So I'm crazy about sunscreen. So <laughs> that would probably be my thing. I think I annoy everyone with, do you have sunscreen on? Are you wearing sunscreen? <laughs> so I think that would be my thing. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. That's a good one. I'm in Wilmington, so I feel your pain. Yeah, I okay, totally yeah. feel your pain. Yeah. So I hope you have your sunscreen. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. It's a million degrees all the time. Yeah. That's how the East Coast is. So. Yeah, I love it. All right, last question. What is either your favorite quote or the best piece of advice that you've ever been given? So like I said earlier, one of my favorite quotes is never say never. That's just a piece of advice, I think, probably that everyone should live by. And my truly favorite quote is definitely from Walt Disney that if you can dream it, you can do it. And I totally believe that you know, just look at like what Walt Disney created. And I think that we all have that in us and we all have the ability to create a life and a business and, you know, whatever we want, we have that power within us and we can do it. So. I love that. And I'm a Disney nerd. So I love that a lot. (laughs) Me too. (laughs) I love it. I love it. Well, tell everybody where they can find you. What's your website, social media, all that stuff. And definitely tell them about your podcast. Yes. So my website is influencerlegal.co. So .co. And that's where you can find all my blog posts. That's where you can find the services that I offer. That's where you can find the contracts that I was talking about. And that's also where you can find my podcast, which is called The Inspired Entrepreneur. And if you haven't listened to my episode with Haley yet, you should. And then I love Instagram. That's where I hang out. I answer every DM that I get and I am at Allie L. Munzer. So A-L-L-I-E-L-M-U-N-Z-E-R. Awesome. Well, Allie, seriously, thank you so much. I feel like, like I said, this episode was just a really good one, touching on some of those basic points and getting people started with working with brands or working with influencers. And I know that's something that a lot of our listeners are either already doing or really want to be doing. So I'm just super thankful that you came on the show and shared all of your wisdom and insight. And I really appreciate it so much. Well, it was my pleasure. Thank you so much for having me, Haley. Well, ladies, that's it for this time. But don't forget to head over to the show notes to grab special bonus content from our guests. I'd love if you could show your support for the show So if you have just a minute, leave a five-star review about how much you love this podcast. Then head over to femalesonfirepodcast.com and grab your Females on Fire apparel. Get a t-shirt, hat, and more because it all goes to fund the podcast. And don't forget to show off your new swag to all your friends on social media and tag me at Females on Fire and at Haley Luckadoo. I'll be back next week with another great show for you. But until then, keep reaching for those dreams that set your soul on fire.